Got world. so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome to One Sick B, Kings and Queens. I am your host, Certified One Sick B. Here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. But today, we are talking to my homegirl, Chantelle. She has a podcast called Tushy's Quarter. We are talking about love. Valentine's Day is coming up, and I wanted to speak with uh, who who better than speak to it but the love doctor. Her podcast is about love. Love. Welcome, Chantel, to One Sick B. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've waited a long time for this. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it so much. We're going to leave that alone. She's going to try to bring that up. Uh, (laughs) Chantel is awesome. I'm honored. I'm honored. Trust me. I really feel honored to be here. Uh, yes, definitely. Man, definitely. I'm so blessed to have you. And today we're talking about love. Obviously, like I said, she has a podcast called Tushy's Quarter, and she talks about love and relationships. But my homegirl also here is an MS warrior. And believe me, we have invisible illness, y'all. For those who are on the podcast ideal, she is gorgeous uh she is gorgeous she's a gorgeous girl so you know ms don't hold us down we don't even you know that that's why it's called invisible illness but um Chantel, we've had this new norm called covid how have you been since covid hit since the start of covid how have you been because it's a new norm everything's different and you're out there in new york right new york yes yes new york brooklyn to be exact um it it to be honest, once COVID hit, I was just trying to protect myself. That's <laughs> it. I was just trying to make sure I never caught it. And that didn't work because I still end up catching it. But that's another story. But I just, you know, just try to take the precautions now, you know, wearing my mask, making sure I take my vitamins, making sure I'm eating well. And that's really it. I don't really try to make it like you know, control my whole life. I still move yeah. regularly, but at in the beginning, it was really scary for everyone. New York was one of the epicenters of it. Yeah. So it was really scary on the news, you know, to yeah. see this and that. And it was terrifying. I had to go to work every day. It wasn't like I had the opportunity to stay home. I, I had to work. I'm an essential worker. So with that being said, every day I had to go to work dealing with that it was not it was trust me it wasn't easy but you know now things are a little better and you know the city's back to what it used to be so you know I'm just handling it day by day just trying not to catch that again aren't we all I didn't I waited so I'm not gonna say waited I for so long I did not had not counted and then I took a flight and I came back home and I wasn't feeling good one time and I was like the COVID. I'm like, oh, the COVID done got me after all yeah. that time. Stay and say if it snuck up on me. So I respect that. But Chantel, you are an MS warrior. You also yeah. are you're an MS 160 people, which will be certified later. But um <laughs> tell me 
about uh, when you got diagnosed and how you got diagnosed. And if you, before diagnosis, had any symptoms that you are like, now you look back and you're like, you know, it might have been a signal or a symptom. Okay, so um, I got to go back to 2021. That's when I was diagnosed. So I was actually diagnosed after During COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah, little, right, right. After the 2020, when COVID started, right? It was 2020. 2021 of February 2021. Um, It was just regular for me. Um, I just, one day, I was, it was snowing in New York City. So I ended up shoveling my car. I ended up hitting my, my brow bone. I had like a big gash right here. It was bleeding. I'm like, okay, I'm bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. I didn't think anything of it. Then the next two days, I end up, waking up seeing like blurry I'm like what's going on like I can't see right I go to the emergency room and the doctor's like oh it's just because of the gas that you had on your eye I'm like but I didn't hit my eye I hit my eyebrow bone that has nothing to do with my vision so me being scared and you know again this is during COVID so they wasn't really attentive of things you know of people like it's just more like come in and out we want you out we don't want to deal with nothing that's not COVID so they wasn't really like warming to like see what was wrong with me but me I was with my gut feeling um I end up calling an ophthalmologist this is how it went so because my eye was blurry I'm like well I can't see right what's going on I'm seeing double so yeah. then I get there and she's like she's doing like these things with her finger she's like do this do that she's like did you go to the emergency room I'm like yeah I went and they didn't do the, um, she asked me if they did a CAT scan, believe it or not, they didn't give me a CAT scan when I went to the emergency room. So then she's like, you gotta go back now. She started scaring me. So I'm in the room like, oh my God, what do you mean I gotta go back now? Cause I'm thinking that my eye is a problem that the ophthalmologist could solve. Yeah. So she's like, no, no, you gotta go to the emergency room. Cause you can have, um, what's that called? Like a, um, a, uh, 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 when you have like a clot in your brain, she was like scaring me. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was, she was just scaring me. So I end up going back. When I went again, they end up doing the CAT scan. They was like, everything looks fine. Like there's nothing wrong with you. So I still was like, no, something is wrong. So I end up finding a neurologist on my own. Mm. I found a neurologist, great older neurologist, an older lady, real sweet. She did all these tests for me, and she's like, um. We have to do an MRI. So I'm like, what is that? Because I never knew. And I wasn't a person that would get sick at all. I had yeah. great health. I never really got sick. But um, I went and she was like, you got to do the MRI. So I did the MRI. When I did it, I didn't even get home yet. So the same day I did the MRI, she calls me. She's like, listen, um, you have to go to the emergency room. I'm like, for what? She's like, you have lesions on your brain. I'm like, lesions? Like you telling me words I've never heard about heard in my life. Very scary. What is a lesion? I didn't know yeah. what it was. So she started to describe it to me. She's like, listen, it's this and that. It's white spots on your brain. Like your brain? <laughs> what are you talking about? My brain. Like, so then she's like, you have to go now. And I'm thinking, like, I could have scheduled things with my job to get, you know, to go to the hospital. She's like, no, you gotta go right, right now. So I end up, no lie, not even going home from, from that appointment when I did the MRI. I went straight to the hospital and I was there for the five days and they gave me steroids. They did testing. They did the spinal tap, which was the most yeah. scariest thing for me ever. I had epidural. I've done all those things, but that spinal tap, I was cringing on the bed. So scared. And you, know, you have to not move. It's a very uncomfortable. You cannot move. Experience. They're like, they're going to get fluid from my spine. I'm yeah. like, 
And I was by myself. Remember, this is still during COVID. So they wasn't yeah, letting you. have anybody. Have, yeah. No, no, it was so scary. But they did it. They was like, we got to make sure it's MS. But when I went to the emergency room that first time when I had to go from when my neurologist sent me, um, the doctors were already telling me we think it's MS. And I, I started crying. I'm like, what is this? Like, I heard of it, but I, it never was something that I thought I would even have to look up to really know what it was. So once I did the spinal tap, they did everything and it was like, you got MS. And I just thought my whole world was over. I was just, I was lost. I was scared. You know, it, it was just, it, it was just a real low point for me because I felt like my life was over. Like the Chantel that I knew would no longer exist. It was like, I had to re redo who I was because I'm like, what, like, honestly, like so much things go through your mind. Like what is MS? How do you get it? Is it curable? Why did I get it? Why me? Yeah. Is it going to yeah. affect my kids? It was a yeah. lot of thoughts that went through my mind. But prior to it, I, the only symptom that I think I had before the gash that I had, um, one day, this was during COVID, 2020 now, um, I end up getting up one day for work and I had like vertigo. Like I was, yeah, everything was like crazy. But you know, it was like two days I felt like that, but it went away. So I'm like, oh, right, maybe course. I was just, I wasn't thinking it was, you're not thinking that you have. You don't think all, to the extensive part. Right. Just, maybe my blood sugar, maybe this, maybe that, maybe I did too much. Maybe I got up too fast. Maybe I'm off early. Maybe it's something I ate and my body's, you know, you come up with everything else. No one ever goes to the extreme of thinking it's MS. If they do, that's because they're a doctor already. Right, because, right. Or, you know, nobody wants to think MS. That's just something that it places in your life and you just adjust to it. So that's right. a big so it, it was just scary. Uh, the The best way I could describe it was that it was the most scariest time for me because I actually thought I wasn't going to get my vision back. I was a girl that had 20-20 yeah. vision, you know? Yeah. You wake up one morning and you can't see from your right eye. It's like, why yeah. am I seeing double? Yeah. I couldn't drive. I was walking. Two, also, I was walking funny. I didn't know anything because at this point, I still had my vision, but my walk was kind of... Yeah. Your gait was you off yeah. Right, but I wasn't thinking of it, but those were actually the symptoms that I could have looked at to say what's going on? Why am I having, but I didn't think anything of it until the double vision hit me and I had no choice at that point. It was like, I was forced to see why I was seeing double. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This uh, crazy disease. What is a lesson that MS has taught you before we start? Cause we're going to get ready to get into love, but I need to know <laughs> we're getting ready to talk about Tushy's corner. We're getting ready to talk about love and relationships, but what has MS taught you about yourself that you didn't even know that you thought you may have known, but you really know now? That I'm a very, very strong person. Like, I'm a fighter. Honestly, like, like I said, prior to MS, I really didn't get sick. So it was like, my immune system was like A1. So yeah. after dealing with it and just seeing, like, I was still going to work. I was still driving with a patch on my eye. I was mm -hmm. really pushing myself through to still kind of have the normal life that I had before my vision mm -hmm. was gone. And um, just knowing like I would honestly get up, try to still do my makeup, even though it was the most hurtful thing for me to not be able to even apply mascara. 
it was it just showed me how strong I was because I was still determined. I was like, MS, you're not going to stop me. I'm still going to get up and do my makeup. Even if it looked kind of funny today, I'm still going to do, you know. So it, it, to me, it made me know that I could fight and I could always get whatever I want to get done. I could get done no matter what. As long as I have faith and I know I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's what that taught me because honestly, being at your lowest, not being able to see correctly, like people don't understand your vision is very yeah. important. The way your brain works with everything in your body I didn't realize that until it hit me, but it also did teach me that I'm a fighter and I'm going to always aim for the best, regardless of what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm going to always yeah. aim for the best. Very resilient. Resilient. Yes. There we go. Resilient. Yeah. We're yeah. very resilient. Very, very resilient. So Chantel has a podcast called So She's Quarter and it's about love and relationships. And uh, I would have her shout out her. <clears throat> excuse me, Instagram uh, page at the end, but today we're talking about love and relationships. And we've been talking about love and relationships and a little bit of having an autoimmune disease, but what draws you close and near to love as a woman? Honestly, what draws me to it? It's just the feeling. It's just who I am. Honestly, like, I feel that when I'm in a relationship, and even though I'm not in a relationship, I feel like I am a better me. Like love makes me, whether it's me loving my kids or loving a mate, it just motivates me. It makes me be who I am. Like it's, there's nothing like when you're in love with a person or you're in a relationship, the way you feel single and when you're in a relationship is two different types of feelings. Like, when you're in a relationship, you 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 tend to smile more. You tend to be more motivated, want to look more cute, want to do better things versus than when you're single. So for me, the motivation of it is just, I just love it. Like, that's just who I am. I'm just, like, I always play Cupid. Love. Uh, huh? I said sucker for love. I'm a sucker for love. Sucker I am a sucker for love. Yes. That, that's the best way to describe it. I'm a sucker for love. And, you know, sometimes it has its downfalls, but. At the end of the day, I still push through with my heart, you know, what my heart tells me to do. Like, you're not supposed to go with your feelings, but I go with what my heart tells me, what my spirit tells me. And it's always, I feel like love conquers all, you know. People be like, no, you can't say love conquers all, but it really does. It really does. If you really put your full force into something and you really love something, you can make whatever it is happen, period. I, hey, I, I I understand. I, I am a sucker for love. I had a 23-year relationship, so I definitely agree. And I love my 23-year relationship uh, that we had. Uh, I, I feel like uh, one of the things in relationships that is important is communication. Yes, very, very. If you don't have communication in a relationship, your relationship is going to go downhill. That's what you be. That's what you set your relationship on from the jump. That's your foundation. So if you don't have that communication with your partner, where you have to ask the hard questions sometimes, you know, we have to be like, uh, I don't like this about you. I don't want you know to make your relationship yeah, always give and improve. Take. Yeah, you have to. You have to ask the hard questions. Can't be walking on eggshells. And you know, a lot of people feel like. Oh, I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. No, honesty is the best policy. I've always said it throughout my whole podcast. You always hear me say, honesty is the best policy. You could get so much further than telling a lie. And that's yeah, part of communication. 
And I'm one of them people like, tell me the truth and then allow me exactly to make, to make your decision, right? Whatever Don't be it selfish. Is yes, to move forward and lying. You give me a false narrative of what's going on. And it and when you call love, you know, what does it say? Love is patient, love is kind. Love is kind. Love First is Corinthians, yeah. It's rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not anger. It keeps no record of wrong, rejoices in the truth, and always protects trust and hope. Always. Let me tell you, that verse right there, that verse speaks volumes i feel like everyone that's in a relationship you definitely gotta go through that and read that verse that verse right there first corinthians 13 4 you definitely have to read that verse and compare it to your relationship do you are you able to love that way are you mm -hmm. able to hold no wrong because you know in relationships we tend to hold wrongs we we hold records when people do wrong we don't let go of things and that's not yeah. real love all guilty of that at times and we should but we are all guilty if you say you have it you a lie you a lie because at some point even if you didn't hold it against your partner mentally it still was in your head because i haven't returned to cinder box i'm not gonna lie i've been in a relationship a long time and if i notice something that might be off i might not speak on it but i put it in a box that say return to cinder so if something ever like that pops up again you won't bring it but see, you're not real love. You don't do that. You see real love. You're not. That's like I always tell people real love is unconditional. And the best way for me to ever describe it so people could kind of understand. And you won't you won't really understand unless you're a parent in this comparison that I'm doing. But it's well, like yeah, how you love your kids. Love is definitely unconditional. The way you love your kids. You know, they could do, they could be a killer. They could be a robber. They could be uh, exactly. a basketball player, a non-basketball player, a nerd, wherever they are, you love them. And that's the best thing about a mother's love and relationship love. But I understand what you're talking about. You're not supposed to do that in relationships, but you're also not supposed to be stupid. No, you know? absolutely not. You're not that's supposed not, to be stupid. Hold it against them, but if you notice something that's just a little bit eerie, you might keep it in the back of your head. And then when it pops up, when something else. But that's happens. when I said communication is very important. Even if you feel like I don't want to bring it up, might not be the right time at the moment, but you should definitely bring it back up and let your partner exactly. know what you're but feeling. That, look, that's still that box that you said you can't have because you might, it might not be appropriate to bring it up because at the time you might be tweaking. You might, it might not be nothing. So you don't, I don't feel like you bring up every little thing that, rumbles through your head you know you no, know you, you weigh you weigh it out but like if it's yeah. something that's consistently on your well, mind the, that little box is it'll come back to you because you out you know like okay this might but be then you gotta remember too when you hold on to things you pack more things on top of that so no, let's say it was a small situation that one small thing, and then if i see it again that's what i'll be like okay now let me address it because this is it clearly it's something that and it's not actually going through something and seeing it and just writing it and putting it back. It's one of those when you go through something, you might be like, no, nah, this isn't that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm tripping. And then it comes up again. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Here it comes. I think I ran into this before. So let me speak on it because when I seen it the last time, I didn't feel like it was appropriate time to speak about it because it might not have been nothing. And that right. just would have been started shit. You know? That's true. You definitely got to analyze you what you're going to do. Pick your battles. You Some battles exactly. you fight, some battles you don't. Exactly. Holding on to it would be you cheat or you do something that makes me uncomfortable and then 
five days later, 10 days, 20 later, and like, well, you cheated on me three weeks Right, right. That's, that's exactly what that is. Right. That's evaluation. I feel like we as women, sometimes we don't put that box in back in evaluation. We just, some women, that's why they like to nag. The first thing that they see, they ah, da, da, ah, da, da, ah, da, da, ah, da, da. No, 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 no. You don't have to say that. Keep that in a little box if that's the way you feel. And then play it out because you might not never see it again. But if you had never seen it, you don't see it again. You, If you had brought it up, you could have been starting some issue in your relationship that didn't even have to be started. That's so you, true. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's what I mean by that little box. Okay. You got to just learn your partner, you know, because sometimes you, you may have a partner that is not a good communicator. You got to analyze your partner. Like I tell men and I tell women, ladies, you got to know your man. And men, you got to know your ladies. You got to know your woman. Whoever your woman is, you got to know what she like, what she, what, what does, what she doesn't like, how she wants to be spoken to, how when she's mad. You got to know your lady in order for your relationship to work, in order for you guys to have a great communication base. Because if you know, I'm going to say she's going to get offended. You could say something to her, but you got to know how you're saying that to her. In mm -hmm. what way can you say this thing they might, that might sound harsh in the most softest way where she doesn't take it in that way? So you got to know your partner. Mm -hmm. That's how I, 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 I your tone. You got to right. know you. You got to know yourself because I'm more of, a, I say things, I joke a lot. I like, I say ignorant jokes and I laugh. You already know behind the scenes. I say jokes and I laugh a lot. So if a person does not know me, they will, they're going to get a fight. Right. They'll be like, yo, what's wrong? But your partner, where I was you. fortunate, where I can say whatever I want. And my husband, he'll be like, okay, Brady, really? All right, because right. he, he knows his lady. Yeah, you know, don't pay me any attention. He's like, I don't pay her any attention because you know you got he's real calm, and I'm more of the like, okay, you know, like I'm I'm the one that start dancing in front of like, ah. he'll be you like aggressor. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> it, but you spike you spike it up. You you the, you yeah. the, you the one that you yeah, know he's it's energy. Like you know, I always say you know. He's the calm after the storm because I'm the storm. I used to fuss at the kids, and then he's the calm that comes in like, okay, but y'all not gonna do that again. And I'm over here like I told y'all last time, right? He he was the calm. So like you said, you gotta know your power. Power. I mean, your partner, and you gotta know the equal balance. Let's mm -hmm. talk about when we talked about communication. Let's talk about how do you feel as being a single woman out here, a minority single woman. Well, you're not now. You're not. You're not single. Well, technically, when do you check the box? You say married, single. Uh, I say single because I'm not married yet, but I am in a relationship, in a committed relationship. But um, go ahead. When when you uh technically? Oh gosh, I think I lost track of what I was gonna say. Um, let me pause because I just did. I just have a break. How is it being a single woman out here and all of a sudden you have MS? And how do you feel you should bring MS up in the subject? Do you feel you should tell your partner in the beginning? Do you feel you should, when is the appropriate time to, I, because in my situation, since I, I've been married uh, long, I've been married, been married, uh, my partner, my husband, he knew before we said I do. I got sick year two, year two or three within dating. Oh. 
So he, and I gave him that. Actually, I broke up with him. And I was like, hey, I was like, I got MS. Well, he already, you know, he was there at the hospital. I'm like, I got MS. We got this baby. Just take care of the baby. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to go through this shit because you can go find somebody else who's going to be out there. And, you know, I broke up with him. And he was like, you don't know what the, and there we was. We were together. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I'll give about six months. We'll see if he lasts. Six months kept on going. My mom was like, oh, it's been six months. I was like, well, of course. I'm like, he could be doing this to, you know, be famous, not famous, but to look good. Cause you know, bring, you might be able to disable check by bringing more hoes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I was young. So that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know. He might be, but he handled the store. He held on to his vows. Cause you said it was year two. That you but were we weren't married yet. We we're getting ready to get married. Oh, you what? So when you got diagnosed. I got he diagnosed year two and we got married year three. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We were just boyfriend and girlfriend, and we were young. We were young, young in love, young, dumb in love. It's a difference. We were young in love. When you're young in love, you don't. But you're still here. That's what matters. Well, so how do you, as <laughs> a, you're right, you're right. How do you, as a uh, single woman, introduce this autoimmune disease in love? Well, for me, um, I had just like a couple of months prior, I had just left a relationship. So I was like about eight months with no relationship. Then I got, I met a guy, which is my current birth boyfriend and we were talking, talking. And in that time I got diagnosed and he stuck with me. So honestly with me, I never dealt with dating different people and telling them I have MS because me, my boyfriend was just in it with me. Like we grew with this illness together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have to tell anyone, but to be honest, I would just say it from the jump because you don't want to tell someone later on when feelings are really developed. What if that person right. can't handle that? Not yeah. everyone can handle a person that has a, autoimmune disease for life you get what i'm saying it's yeah. it's a lot and this disease is um, this illness i don't want to say disease but this yeah. illness changes a lot so yeah. if you tell them later on it's just like i feel like at that point you're withholding information and it's kind of unfair for you not to let the person know and i know some people be like but i don't want to scare them away but i mean like the I would right rather one know get... in advance too. i would rather know in advance if you're gonna be there or not because i don't want to be 50% in the relationship, but you right. fell in love, found out I have this autoimmune disease because I I have a flare up and then you go miss it. Exactly. Like, hey, exactly. Or it does. So I definitely agree with it. That would hurt. And the more. right one, the right man for you will stay with you. Period. Yeah. He's not gonna run away because you have an autoimmune. He's not gonna run away. If he really loves you and feels whatever he's saying to you, he's not gonna leave you. You know what what man would actually do that if he really, you know. I, I I don't know. I just know I would just tell whoever it is up front. This is what this is what I'm dealing with. Is this something that you'll be able to handle? Because again, like you said, we have flare ups. We go through different emotions. You know, sometimes our mind is not where it needs to be. You know, we're emotional. We go through a lot. So if you can't handle that, let me know now. So my feelings don't get invested and you don't invest in me neither. Let's save our time, you know? Let me save my time. You save your time and work with somebody else. Just like when I was with my boyfriend, I told him, I was like, listen, when I got diagnosed, I was like, I got this. I don't want you to deal with this again. So just 
just go. And he was like, are you bugging? Like, he was like, I'm not leaving. Are you crazy? I would not ever leave you. We only handle this together. And no lie, I needed that support. I really did. Because out of everyone, my boyfriend kind of knew of what an auto, uh, autoimmune disease illness is. He already knew what it was about. So I felt more of a comfort with him when yeah. I was going through things, he was more understanding. Like he, he got me right away. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and like for my family, none of them really knew what it was. So they wasn't really comprehending like he did, yeah. you know? So yeah. they were all supportive. Don't get me wrong. They were all, all right. there for me, he but he deep. gave me that extra yeah. Yeah. He motivation, knew you know, he like yeah. I never felt unbeautiful. You understand it? When I was wearing my patch, he would never make me feel like, there's something wrong with you. Like, I, he made me feel normal. And I used to be like, this guy is a liar. Like, why are you fronting like you want to be, you know? But to this day, you know, he's still my biggest supporter when it comes to a lot of things. So um, I didn't really have to go through it. But I will always suggest telling the person ahead of time because you want to let a person know what they're signing up for. You know, it's a lot. Yeah, it's it, it can be a lot depending on, you know, and it all yeah, depends depending on what on it is, but. Well, no, not it's necessarily. A lot of emotions. It depends on how a person carries themselves too with it. We carry ourselves gracefully and humbly, and we don't carry ourselves with the spirit of brokenness. That's the, you know, right. that's that. Right. So we, we carry it a little different. And everybody, they're entitled to carry it how you want because we find out you don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know your emotion. You don't know if you're going to be good. You don't know if you're going to be bad. It's all how you carry it. Let's talk about relationships and intimacy. See, some people think that intimacy has to do with sex. I'm a true believer right. that intimacy is our connection, our bond, how deep we go. What do you feel about the word intimacy and what is your definition? We know the definition of intimacy, but what is your definition of what intimacy is and what does it do for you in your relationship, do you feel? Okay. Well, intimacy for me is like how you said, it's not dealing with sex is dealing with how we vibe together. When I see you, does do our spirits like connect automatically? Like for me, if I could walk into a room and you're able to know what I'm thinking and we're on the same page, that to me is like the highest form of like elevation for me with intimacy with my man. Like when we're together and I could be thinking something and he just automatically connects with me, that there, like that really gets me like, whoa, like my man knows me. You understand? So for him to be able to, to just know how I feel by just looking at me, I don't even got to speak a word. He knows me inside and out. That to me is the most powerful thing that he could bring on to me. And again, it goes with our spirits. If I feel good when I enter a room with him and he makes me like, again, feel like I am the best girl in the whole world. That to me is, is the most powerful thing. You know, intimacy does not have to deal with sex. It's how you speak to me, how you cater to me. How you make me feel? Do you motivate me? Do you pour into me? Be into me. No, that's that. right. Do you yeah. make love to me with words? Like that's you better. gotta pour into me, motivate me, grow me with your words. Out. And people think it's fuck. Excuse my language. I say, do you fuck my brains <laughs> out? And most people think, you know, it's. I mean, you know, it could be that too. But no. How well are you connected? Like how you said earlier, the connection. Do you yeah. guys connect? You have to have yeah. that special bond, and it's more than just because sex just lasts for the time that it lasts. After that, what are we talking about? Yeah. Can we yeah. be intimate with words? Can you speak to my brain? Like, you know, motivate me with words. Make love to me with words. Yeah. 
You don't have to be physical. That's just a part of it. After that, what is next? It don't have that much. To me, it doesn't hold that much substance. Like the past, you know, physical, yeah, but physical is physical. But the the other part of intimacy holds more substance than that because you're dealing with emotions. You're dealing with feelings. It's, It's more deeper than just a little moment of, you know, pleasure yeah. for that time you know don't get me wrong pleasure is pleasure but it doesn't hold volumes like how a person makes you feel you yeah. know men could get they could get it anywhere how you make yeah. a man feel how does he make you feel afterward yeah yeah you gotta I, girl that's why i said the word intimacy and it's and, very important to me so to answer it's yeah. very important be intimate with me speak to me talk to me communicate with me be honest with me be loyal to me all that goes into that category for me. You know, I don't need you to just have sex with me. I, you don't need, you know, I don't need you for that. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, we, we did love, we did intimacy and let's talk about loyalty and then we'll get to sex, but let's talk about loyalty. Everybody's definition of representation of loyalty is different. Um, I'm a woman. This is going to sound uh, like what, what she said. I'm a woman with that. I'm a person because social media is a part of the world now. I don't mind if you hit like on a woman, depending, you know, I don't mind if you hit like, I just don't want you to overdo it. Right. I don't you want you to right there. it. That's I don't want you too. to overdo it. You know, I don't want That's you to overdo too. it. You're not blind. I know you're not blind. I don't want you to overdo it. You know what I'm saying? And then it also depends on what type of picture was it. Was she busted it wide open? Or was she just in her work clothes and she said, hey, y'all, you know, social media, right. uh, different, there's different levels of loyalty. And I also am, and Ben, I don't want to see another bitch in your phone. Oh, wait, if wait, I'm, you don't want, so you can't have friends, female friends? You can have friends. And when I should, when I'm talking about another bitch in your phone, I'm talking about another female that is not relayed, related, not a girl that I've your home girl that you've been friends with for years or that's your, your girl. I'd be just another female. Okay. And I'm talking about another female, maybe a picture of another female. Okay. Got you. Got you. That type of thing. I, that That's one of the things to be like for other people. They're like, Oh, that means nothing. But to me, that's a part of loyalty. Cause the only woman picture you should have in your phone is your mama, your sisters, me and your kids. You know, a lot of men will argue that though. That's why I just said that. A lot of them will argue and tell you, but well, that's my home. You know, we have memories, but I feel like you. Well, if I'm your different. girl, I should be the only girl beside your mama, your sister, in your phone. Yeah, I mean, the homie that you have memories with is totally different than a new bitch. Right. I ain't never met her. She ain't never came to the house. We ain't never broke bread. So why she in your phone? <laughs> loyalty is very important i'm just like you what you were saying with the whole instagram thing um definitely i don't have an issue with you liking stuff you understand again like how you said don't overdo it for me i don't like emojis you could like all the pictures you want you can like busty betty pics butt pics i don't care you better not put no emoji you put that emoji on that phone, that's a problem for me. Because now for me, it's like you you looking for the, you want the person to get your attention so you could initiate something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not being loyal. Like, and especially another thing too, 
you can't be liking all these other female pics because men do this. And I know a lot of girls who ask me if I uh, if I like it too, but then you don't like your girl pics. Oh, so happy that you said that. I agree with that. Why are you on every other girl's page, but you're not on mine? That's I feel like you got to be, be supportive in some way. But you know, yeah. man, and, and I don't want to dog no man on this today, but you know, they're going to all say, but it's just social media and it's just this and that. You know, that's another story. But right. like you said, I definitely don't, for you to be loyal to me, you, you definitely have to make me not look stupid out here in the streets. That's number one. And always have my back, period. Yeah. Don't ever let no girl feel like she got one up on me. I don't care if she knew you 20 years before me. She could never know more than what I know about you. Let's just make that straight. I'm the one you with now. That's it. I'm the one that's riding out for you. I'm that's the it. one that's making sure you have breakfast. I'm the one thinking about you during the day. I'm you gotta always have my back, period. Don't make me look stupid. That's it. My thing is, yeah, don't make me look stupid that. out here. because Yes. Don't make You putting emojis? <laughs> ain't it? Hello. Ain't it? You ain't got a comment. Hit the like button and keep on going. That's it. You know, and I understand. There's a lot of temptation out here. You understand? Especially for men. They scroll through IG and that's all you see is yeah. busty Bettys, the yeah. big bubbleuts. That's, yeah. you know, that's all you see. So I get why they would like. But my thing is don't let it go past the like. And again, you still will never know because they could jump in the DMs. But again, is you trusting your partner and knowing yeah. your partner and knowing your man and knowing your lady. You got to know what they are going to do, what, what you think they're capable of doing and whatnot. And if they have respect for you, they wouldn't even do that. So for me, it's just don't put no emojis. You can like whatever you like. That's it. No emojis. Because then emojis, people could see it and I look stupid out here. Yeah, I, I don't mind the light, but I don't want my man doing the the tongue, the fire, all that extra. Like, are you waiting for her to respond? Because you could have exactly, thought that in your head. Exactly. You in your head. Because I see exactly. all these daddies online. I might hit like, but I'm not on their page. Like, ah, I see Exactly. You know. but, but, but guess what? If you did that, whoa. If you were to put an eggplant under a pick. Hey, baby. Girl. <laughs> and, your, and your husband seen that? Girl, he will go crazy. Girl. He don't want to be looking crazy out here. My wife is doing craziness because they don't want to be disrespected. Exactly. If I had a picture of Amanda, my phone would be seated. They, and they might, they're like, oh, no, it's no big deal. Because, of course, if they do it, they're like, oh, you know, it's no big deal. But if they, but if they, if you do it and they see it, girl, they'll lose their mind. But what men have to understand and women too, you represent your partner. You understand? Like, you represent your husband when he's not around and he represents you when you're not around. So don't make me look out here, look crazy. You understand? Cause you are a representation of me and I am of you. So treat it as is. Don't treat me out here, make me look crazy. I'm not out here putting provocative pics out there and answering yeah. things and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, you represent your man and your man represents you. You can't be out here doing th those type of things. That's like, Come on, what loyalty do you have for me? Yeah. What you said, what you said, period. 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 Ain't nobody supposed to see all your, 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 your goodies. And man, you just gotta just respect your ladies, man. Come on, just respect them. Don't don't do that. Don't do it. Now, if you jump in the DMs, I don't know. That's something we don't know. We can't see. 
But yeah. emojis and comments, everybody could see it. That's like me. If I see your husband page, right? Yeah. And I see that, no, if I know your husband and I know his IG name and I go on a girl pic and I see him putting uh, emojis and that. putting stuff. And then you're like, well, damn, man, he married? I'm like, going to be like, isn't that? Yeah, what? he's married. That's what he's doing he that for. Because, you... you know, that's my word. I'll take, uh, your man out here being extra. Exactly. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing because guess what? Now people are going to make assumptions or start talking when they, you you gave them the ammunition to start talking. So to avoid it, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if it is their friend, other people don't know. All they see is that. Exactly. Lisa, other people don't know Lisa, that. That's fire, huh? That's fire. That's this. That's always oh, this. Oh, that's the big eye. That's this. That's because other people don't know. So, and you're not supposed to care what other people don't know, but I, I mean, what other people think, and I don't care what other people think, but I also don't like you giving off that impression for people to think that way. That's it. You just nailed it. Cause I'm the same way. I don't care what people think, but don't give people, you know, the perception. Yeah. Of this could be happening. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And like don't you said, that's the one thing. Social media etiquette. That's how I like yeah, to say it. There you go. That's cute. Social it media is. etiquette. When you're in a relationship. Now, when you're single, you can do what you want to do. But when you're in a committed relationship, married, don't do it. Because you're going to find... I don't care. I don't care what girl says. Oh, I don't care. You're lying. You're lying. It's going to bother you. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's all. all. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's all. Now, let's dig into the sex component of relationships um sex is built off of chemistry sex is built off of uh intimacy the height of intimacy and i am a believer and i could get bashed for this but i always tell people i have home girls who have been single because i'm the one that's been in the relationship the longest so i have home girls that are single and i tell them they'll be like well i'm not if the sex was whack and i always say if the person is good, they have good energy, they're giving you good energy, I believe that sex can be worked on to a certain extent. It's something that can be worked on. Everybody always say, well, when he get in the bed, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, wham-bam, it's going to be great, da-da-da-da. But I believe sex is something that can be worked on in certain areas. I know it's a lot of girls out there like, girl, bye. He ain't got it. He ain't got it. And people always say, what a man, they go off the sides. But on that one either, uh, I feel like a man, regardless of their size, small, big, large, if they know their body, they know what to do with it. Because they've had it on their body longer. Absolutely. When do you feel... Let, let me, for for okay. me, I agree with you on that. I feel that if a man isn't the best in that department you could work with him this is where the communication comes again you gotta let your partner know what you like what you don't like how you and you might hurt his feelings but again you have to say the harsh the hardest things ask the hardest questions in order for your relationship to grow you have to you know so you gotta let your partner know listen this is not what i like i like it this way i like it that way and you could work with that but yeah. I don't want a man that's great and he treats me like shit. Yeah, you get digmatized then. I don't want that. 
I'd rather a man that loves me, respects me, is loyal to me, is honest with me, communicates with me, loves me. And he's and he may be whack, but guess what? He treats me. The sex will be ex extraordinary to me because everything else is extraordinary. So I will bypass that because he will get better with time. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. yeah. He can. He will get better with time. Give him a That's chance. That's how I see it. And at chance. the end of the day, we wouldn't, this is, and I don't want to get biblical, but we wouldn't even know what sex was if we never had sex. So how are you going to judge this man if he's good or not if you never had sex? You wouldn't even know it was bad sex because you never had sex. And that's how a lot of people are. They married. I married the. And you judging him on the last person you had sex with. And that's not fair. And that's and and see, and that's what um that's the reason why uh, they tell you to wait. Supposed wait in the Bible says you're supposed to exactly. wait. Exactly. That's why I just said biblically. Yeah. That's why you're supposed to wait. Yeah. And and I, it's also like a women who they've been with somebody forever and then they step out and they have something new and then you bring it back. And I've even told women who have stepped out that like, okay, you're comparing apples with peaches. Those are two different things. You might have screwed your brains out, but he's not a man. Exactly. A man. What does he do after he screw your brains out? What do he do? Whatever you dicking me down, do you do for me mentally, physically, emotionally, unless exactly. you're going to just get a fix. Right. If you're just out there going to get a fix, then that's what it's for. But if you're out there, and I also believe if you're dating with a purpose, there's certain shit you don't give in to. Exactly. Dating with a purpose. And a lot of people don't date with a purpose. That's that's just the society we in today, the world we in today. A lot of people don't date with purpose. They date just to have sex. And dating is not equal, oh, I can have free sex. No, you're not supposed to be doing that. But that's another story. But again, if a man is 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 not the best in that department, we could work on it. I'll tell you what I like and I'll teach you. But you you know, he has to be open to accept the, you know, the critique or what I like. You know, he has to be open and not be so defensive because people, you know, going to be defensive if you tell them, oh, your sex is whack, especially a man. So oh, it's the ego. way you express it to them. Ego. ego. Yes. And a lot of things we love in the ego. That's the problem. When you love purely unconditionally, those things don't even bother you. That's why I said that's something that I say and people get bad, but I feel like that's something that could be worked on. Because like you said, uh, you can have a big showstopper, but he treats you like shit. Exactly. Abuser, mentally, mentally verbally abuse you. His, all of no. Yeah. And that. you have somebody over here who might not be extraordinary. Like I said, you can work on it, but treat you like pure gold. And like you said, over time, you got you him treating you like pure gold, you ain't even gonna feel like that sex is whack, you know? Exactly. You got so once you once you screw me mentally, I might some physical things might not even, you know. Exactly. My They're not gonna hit no more because my mind is not mentally there. And you know, us as women, we're emotional and we're mental. Men, they can do whatever. Us women know. So for women, you know. You could work on it. Don't stay with a guy because he got good. No, don't do it. Don't take the BS for that. It'll mess your life out. You, you'll take an L for no reason. Don't do that. That's not right. What made you start Tushy's Quarter? I started it because no, um, I don't want to say no lie, but um, I started it because I just wanted to honestly help people 
never to give up on love because of I because of the things I've been through. You know, there've been times I wanted to give up on it, but one thing about I just never gave up. Like I had the thoughts of, you know, what I'm just gonna be single. I don't wanna deal with nobody. I I hate people. I went through all that, and I was like, why go through that? I don't want I. And I went back to the biblical part of it as well. Like, you know, God told me, listen, you need to share, share this with the world. Let the world know that love is what it is. Love is what I want to be out there. Love is the message. Say it to people, prophesize it, let people know about it. And that's why I started Tushy's Corner. And I just try to break down each department of relationship, especially for women, because it's geared more for the ladies, but I also geared it for the men to hear what the ladies actually want and what, how you should be with your lady. So we can have great kingdom relationships, kingdom marriages. Like we need to change this whole world that we are in right now and just push love. There's so much hate out here. So much toxic, like toxic is great. Why glorize, why glorify being toxic? No, glor let's glorify great loving pure unconditional yeah. relationships let's do that let's go back to how you were saying love is patient love is kind let's go back to that we don't have that and i wanted to share it with the world with my experience and how i deal with it and how i'm continuing to deal with it because i'm not perfect i made my mistakes so i also had people also always hitting me in my dm like oh my god like you've been through so much how did you do this how did you do and i was given a lot of advice like a lot of people would just hit me up and ask me, like, how are you so strong? How are you able to still not give up on love with everything? And I'm just like, you know, I got God in my life. And that's the honest truth. God is what really geared me. God is what motivates me. God is what pushes me to speak every day, to make the podcast, to talk about this. To talk. That's it. That's the best way I could put it, is that. God is love, right? Yes, that's, that's, that's what it is. You're supposed to be in love, life. you know, have, you know, be in love, find love, get married, procreate, continue life. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Love one another, love thy neighbor. We it's all evolve, it all evolves and revolves around love. Period. Yeah. That's it. When you hear love songs, even when they make rap songs with love, those <laughs> are the ones that be the biggest hits. Like yeah. everybody yeah. wants yeah. love. You can never go wrong when you talk about love. You yeah. can never go wrong when you write a love Rappers song. Rappers make money off of the love and uh, the what songs that they gear toward the women because women is their audience and they, you know more than a man will. And we women are the nurturers, and it got to yeah. start with us because we have to change. We have to not change our men because you can't change no man, but you have to, you know, motivate them, mold them in a way. You understand? Not change them, just show them a different outlook of what women are. Because a lot of men right now got bad outlooks on women. Like, oh, they this, they that. No, you're not looking for the right woman. You got to look for the woman that speaks to you, that speaks to their spirit. These men be looking at the wrong things. Yes, physical, but what else can she do for you? Yeah, yeah, because anybody- Same thing screw. for the ladies. Anybody the man looks great, but what can he do can for you? Big ass. Anybody can screw you. Anybody can have a big ass. Anybody can have fake eyelashes, fake whatever they want. But what is their heart? What is their mind? Do they sow into you? Do they pray exactly, for you? Exactly. You do said they it. Do they sow into you? Yes. Prayer, all that. Do they think of you when they're thinking going along their day? Do they think of something that can help better you? Do they want to establish you as a king and help you get further in whatever your outlook or your goal, your aspects? What are their goals and aspects? What are they like a mother? 
for everybody, this is part one. We are doing just a part one. We are doing our part two live. Uh, and I want everybody to cue in. I will, if you follow us, first of all, before I certify her one sick B, um, I can put your Instagram and shout your podcast out. But I want everybody to know this is a part one. I want to keep it short because we're going to do a live. And I'll also download the part two to be on the podcast as well. But this was the opening up to love, intimacy, sex, and relationships and introducing my girl that I'm going to be always calling on. And you're going to see <laughs> more of her. You're going to see more of her on West Sick Beef because we talk about love and relationships and health. Uh, and those comparisons, she is my queen for that. And I'm so blessed to have another podcaster that's willing to work with me um, on these topics because her is unique in itself. Um, and she definitely has that, you know, that swagger, that New York, that Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah, that vibe. Y'all don't know who she is. So please shout out to her podcast, uh, your podcast, and where they can find you on social media. Okay. So podcast is Tushy's Corner. You can find me on IG at Tushy's Tushy's underscore corner. That's the IG. You can find me, Shantushi, on IG. And again, you can find Tushy Corner on Spotify, on iHeart, on Anchor. I'm all, I'm there. So again, yeah. it's Tushy yeah. underscore corner for IG. And you can also email email me at Tushy's corner at gmail.com. E? Got the email. Oh, y'all got the email. You know how to cash. Just in case. Just in case you got questions. Hey, you might have a question. I might, bro, I might try to send my question later on. But uh, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Chantel, you are so dope, so fire, so encouraging, so resilient. And of course, I already said you're gorgeous, girl. Um, your 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 uh your outlook, uh, what you give off the energy, the dopeness, um, the thriving to let people know that love is possible regardless. For you do have an autoimmune disease. And to be able to see through your autoimmune disease and to still seek love and to want people also to believe in love and the passion of love. Um, you are my girl. You are down to earth. When I connected with you, yes, we have connected for a long time and we finally got to do it. But everything happens on God's time and it happens at the right time. Um, I just want you to know that you are an amazing individual a beautiful, brilliant woman and you take life by stride and you're helping others. And that's the whole thing. That's the reason why I started my podcast. You are a strong individual that has faced unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you without order, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. So my queen, I certify you one sick B. And everybody, thank you. So cute. Thank you so much. Thank you so I much. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it too. And everybody, this is just part one. And, uh, and like I said, I'm going to have her on again because the things that she's talking about that she's thrived through as a parent, as a woman and a single parent, out, you know, uh, are things that I do want to talk about. But this month is about love. This ain't about this ain't about health. This ain't about nothing. This month is about love. And also the day before Valentine's Day is a self-love. So I want people to know that love is also found within you. And once you love on yourself, you can love anything, everything. And thank you, kings and queens, for listening. Until next time. <laughs> 
Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt to the pain, and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help, you used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself, now don't forget that. You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gifts at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up and perform When you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war Every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war